You're listening to Rama for Today. And then I'd ask them, secondly, I want to find out if they're Christian. Are you, are, are you a Christian? Or what church are you a member of? You pretty well locate people to find out what church you're a member of. And then you would tell them, even if there's a member of this full gospel church where you're preaching, well, you know, being a member of the church is not going to say, you see, at the same time, you're teaching people. You see, we need to realize that teaching is more than just standing up here behind a pulpit or at a podium teaching people. Teaching is more than that. Are you listening to me? See, at the same time, you're teaching people. You're teaching people, individual, and you're teaching the rest of the congregation that's watching by example. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on Doing the Works of Jesus, Volume 2. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Well, now then, let's examine just a little bit uh, along this line. Let, 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 let's see some of these cases. Well, right here in the same ninth chapter of Matthew, we were there in the 35th verse. Let's back up there to the 27th verse. And let's read uh, uh, something here about the ministry of Jesus, the works of Jesus. And when Jesus departed thence, 27th verse, thence, that is from Jairus' house, where his daughter had been raised from the dead and healed, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Now stop reading in the 27th verse. They've cried and prayed and are still blind. And Jesus hadn't even answered. Didn't even turn around and talk to him. <laughs> well, if you're going to do the works that Jesus did, sometimes you're just going to have to walk along. Folks are hollering, not even say a word to them. Just go on. Did you ever stop thinking about that? I said, did you ever stop thinking about that? Yeah, Jesus didn't answer him. He just went on. There's reasons why you do sometimes. You understand me? Now then, look at the 28th verse. And when he was coming to the house, that's the house where he was going, the blind men came to him. They came into the house then. Now then, Jesus said something to him. I want you to notice this. You see, he didn't have, now to that man at the pool of Bethesda, he didn't ask him anything other than, wilt thou be made whole? He said, sir, have no one put me in the water. Somebody gets into him. He said, rise, take up your bed and walk. The man immediately was, he rose, took up the bed and walked. Now Jesus, notice, asked them a question. Believe ye. I want you to notice, in other words, in modern usage, you know, this is King James translation. In modern usage, in other words, he, he, he just simply said, what do you believe? You see, other when God may, as he sees fit, to initiate something on his own, and if he doesn't, you see, we're not left stranded. Thank God we have his word. But then what we believe is of utmost importance. Now, I've had people in the most desperate conditions, crippled people, paralytics, that said to me, well, if I'm supposed to believe anything, just forget it. I couldn't help them. See, if I'd had a manifestation of the Spirit, if God said minister to him, I could have ministered to him. But he didn't say. So I guess I had to walk off and leave him paralyzed. But I've seen the same people Sometimes in a matter of a few days, sometimes weeks, and sometimes years. Same people come back and listen to the teaching of the word and become perfectly well. 
become perfectly well. I mean, it's quite obvious when somebody that's paralyzed is swinging their body along between crutches and throw down the crutches and walk as good as you can. <laughs> 12-year-old kid in half sense in one eye know does heal. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that right? Amen. Praise God. Well, now, why weren't they healed before? Well, there wasn't any manifestation of the Spirit, and their believing had something to do with it. And that's what I was trying to do is to get them to cooperate with me in believing. But they said, oh, no, if I'm supposed to believe anything, just forget it. And so we had to forget it. Amen. Well, sometimes if you're doing the works of Jesus, you'll have to minister just like Jesus did. What do you believe? You know, it's strange answers you'll get if you'll start asking sick people, what do you believe? You know, in essence, that's what Jesus asked him, wasn't it? What do you believe about it? Used to, in smaller meetings, see, I can't do it in larger meetings. I've got too many people to minister to. And I sometimes wish I did have more time. Here, we do have a little more time. But used to, years ago in my meetings, in what we had, just had church meetings. You see, I would usually, after I'd preached and sent people into the prayer room for salvation, I'd have what I called a prayer line. And uh, you could understand that every night with, in a church building, you know, maybe seat 500, 800, and sometimes not over 1,000 people back in those days, 30, 35 years ago, you know, where you didn't have too many great big churches and full gospel circles, that you could minister each night, you know, and we'd have people line up down the side of the wall, and then I'd have them come across the front, and I'd take them one by one. Some folk here were in some of those meetings, and you know, you know. And I'd ask them, you see. I, a lot of times, uh, sometimes I'd stand there. A lot of times I'd sit in the chair if I was tired because you'll last longer. See, when you go, grow tired, then you can't minister in the Spirit because it's difficult to yield the Spirit. You'll lose the anointing. And if you're ministering under the anointing, well, then you, you just have to quit. And so I'd sit in the chair and I'd take these folks one by one and I'd ask them, first of all, what did you come for? Well, I mean by that, did you come to be healed or did you come to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you see? Because you only instruct them a little bit differently if they're going to be filled with the Spirit or if they're going to be healed. And then I'd ask them, secondly, I want to find out if they're Christian. Are you a, are, are you a Christian? Or what church are you a member of? You pretty well locate people to find out what church you're a member of. And then you would tell them, even if there's a member of this full gospel church where you're preaching, well, you know, being a member of the church is not going to say, you see, at the same time, you're teaching people. You see, we need to realize that teaching is more than just standing up here behind a pulpit or at a podium teaching people. Teaching is more than that. Are you listening to me? See, at the same time, you're teaching people. You're teaching people, individual, and you're teaching the rest of the congregation that's watching by example. I'd say you understand you could be a member of this full gospel church right here where I'm preaching. That wouldn't make you a Christian. Have you been born again? Do you know that you're a child of God? Well, most all of them did. Once in a while, you'd meet one that didn't. I'd send him to the prayer room. I want him to know that first. We need to put spiritual things first. You know what's odd about it? Sometimes when you'd send those folks that need healing to the prayer room and they'd get whatever it was they came after, they'd just instantly get healed. They didn't even have to get back in the healing line. Sometimes it works that way. Then I would say, well, I've come for healing, for instance. I remember one meeting now. I asked folks, you know, those that came to be filled with the Spirit, I'd ask them, will you be filled with the Holy Ghost now when I lay hands upon you? Now, back in those days, see, it's nothing at all now for, for a hundred people a night to be filled with the Spirit. But, of course, we have larger meetings. But in those days, you was preaching in Spirit-filled churches, you know, and, 
you'll get something outside. They had a few chronic folks who had been seeking for years. But uh, I, I would have sometimes over a period of uh, three weeks, sometimes 100, 120 filled with Holy Ghost. In this particular meeting I'm thinking of just now, we had 56 people. Not one night now, over a period. We're in the third week, over a period of about two weeks. Is I believe it's on Tuesday night, two weeks, you know, and a couple of days over. We didn't have any services on Saturday. Now, I called the congregation, see, if people would listen, bless their hearts. You weep about it. Whether you realize it or not, I go sometimes away from the service weeping. They sat right there and didn't listen. They think, well, that's that person. No, you can be taught and listen. I called the congregation's attention to this fact, you see, that here were 56 people, you know, one or two or sometimes three or four, you know, different nights. Every single one of them, when I said, will you be filled with the Spirit? Now, as I lay hands on you, said, yes, I will. Every single one of them instantly received. We got to the 57th one, and they said, I hope I will. And I said, well, you won't. I tried to get them to change their hope into faith, and they did mentally say, you know, just thinking it pleased me, but they didn't receive. Now, I said, see, the congregation can be taught. You, you, you see the difference between hope and faith? Everybody who believed to receive, instantly received. Every single one, without exception. It's not a matter that God made an exception. He baptized 56 of them and the 57 of them, he didn't. It's a matter, you see, they said, I hope I will. Now, by the same token, I'd ask these people, Jesus did here, in doing the works of Jesus, let's follow his example. He said we're to do his works. Let's do them the way he did that. So sometimes, now not every time did Jesus do it this way, but he did sometimes. I'd say to them, will you be healed now? After I establish the fact you know what they came for. After I establish the fact that they are saved, they are born again, they are a Christian. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the book from Kenneth E. Hagan, Love, The Way to Victory. The next item is the three-CD set from Kenneth Hagan, Our New Spiritual Realities. Both of these items are for the special price of $23.95. That's $13 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Hey, you know, a lot of people say, well, what, what, all, do, what all is Rhema doing? Well, if you go to rhema.org, you can see there that you can watch on demand Rhema Praise, church services, conferences. Yes. And, and you can go get an app on your iPhone, iPad, Android, or Google Play 
that you can watch us anywhere. That's right. And we live stream our Rama, on Rama TV, Facebook Live, our churches, our church services every Sunday morning 10, at 10 a.m. That's Central that, Time. Central Time, 6 p.m. Uh, Central Time, and then Wednesday, our Hour of Power at yes. 7 yes. p.m. Now, you're going to have to figure out, you know, your time zone. That's all those are, are uh, Central Time Zone. You know, when we look sometimes... The, the TV will advertise they're going to do something like a, a me. I'm always watching sports. There may have been boxing or, or a ball game, basketball yes. game. And they give the time. And then I, I have to check to see if that's Eastern time or, or Central, Central time. time. That's and right. then I have to adjust. Or if it's Pacific time, then I have to adjust. Oh, well, hey, if they say 8 o'clock, it's, it's going to be 7 here. That's right. If it's Eastern time. So you can adjust for that. It's all, and when we give you times, they're always the central time because that's, that's right. where we're at. And you can listen at Rama for today, our radio uh, podcast that we, that's there. Also, our Word of Faith magazine is mm -hmm. there. You can read it online or download it. That's right. And there's daily devotionals that you can read. There's articles, all kinds of things. Uh, I mean, uh, we also have a Roku channel. Uh, Rama USA, and we have over 1,000 combined subscribers there on mm -hmm. the Roku channel. So Actually, 51,000 combined. Oh, 51. I didn't see yes, the five. you didn't I, see the five, I mean, did you? I, I, I think <laughs> I, was, I was looking at it from the side, and I didn't see the five. That's right. I'm sorry. I yes. thought we had more than that. That's <laughs> what a help meet is for. Yeah, that's 51,000 <laughs> subscribers, so praise yes. the Lord. So, hey, that's where you can find out all about us. Actually, uh, at that, there you can actually go to the bookstore. There's a place there. Go to our bookstore, and it's got all of our CDs, all of our books, and everything's there. So, uh, just wanted to go through that. So, go to rhema.org. You can find everything. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan on Doing the Works of Jesus, Volume 2. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for more great resources. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.